a boy, fully intact male genitalia, is now in the locker rooms changing with the girls. CIF says, yeah, that's how it should work. Beyond horrible, it's complete, it's already uncomfortable as a 13 year old, 14 year old, 15, 16, 17, 18, however old you are when you're in high school playing sports, it is already uncomfortable to change next to your teammates sometimes because, you know, girls are going through puberty. They're having their periods. Bodies are looking different. It can be a very uncomfortable situation. Oh, so now let's add boys into that mixture because that's common sense, right? Because that makes sense. Women are currently being erased in culture, and I want to amplify their voices and share their stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to This Is A Woman podcast. I am Sophia Laurie, the host of This Is A Woman podcast, and today we're going to be diving in on the issue of boys and girls sports, an issue we've talked about before here on the podcast. This one is going to be focusing on CIF, which is the governing body of high school sports in the state of California. So... If you're not a Californian tuning in, still listen because what happens in California happens across the nation and is probably already happening in your state, but I am going to be focusing specifically on California's public um, school, high school sports program. But again, this is probably also happening in your state, and this will kind of give you information on how you can look up how your high school sports policies are in regards to this. So... Um, last Friday, I, along with a bunch of other women, held a press conference outside of the CIF governing board meeting because they have policies that allow boys and girls sports. It was really cool to see the people come together to stand up for girls in sports and high school girls because this isn't a partisan issue. I, as I think it's been pretty clear on these podcast episodes, what I do for a living, all that, where I stand politically, uh, I'm Christian first and foremost, and I form my beliefs and values off of that. So I do tend to vote conservative because of that. But this group of women, we had myself with California Family Council, we had Young Women for America, we had icons, we have Women Are Real all these different things. So the group of women that spoke at this press conference, there was atheists, there was Christians, there was conservatives, there's longtime Democrats, there was a lesbian, there was a whole wide variety of us because we all know that girls deserve their safe spaces. We know it's wrong that boys are invading girls' bathrooms, sports teams, and locker rooms. So let's dive right into it. Like I said, CIF is the governing body of high school sports in the state of California. Since 2013, they have had a policy saying that you get to participate in CIF activities, so sports, based off of your gender identity. And so this means that boys have been allowed to play on girls' high school sports in girls' locker rooms and all that since 2013, although we have not seen a rush of this happen until recently because it is now a social contagion of our time, but also because of the sex ed that's being pushed in California. So the sex ed program is teaching young, young, young children that they can identify as whatever gender they want, that they can 
all these crazy things, teaching them literal different sex positions, teaching them words that I've never even heard of, of the million different things you can identify or the different sexual attractions you can have. It's beyond disturbing. Um, maybe I'll have to do a podcast on that soon to teach you guys all about that. But so that was implemented and began being taught to students in like 2020, 2021, all of that. So that's why I think we're seeing a rise of that happening here in California, because when you start telling young students that, oh, no, you are just not a normal girl, you can identify as whatever sex you want, you can be sexually attracted to literally anything you want, you can identify as a cat, you can identify as a boy, you can change your gender, all that. Of course, children are going to be confused. So anyways, that's why, even though this has been in place since 2013, we're not seeing the rush of this happen until more so now. So... CIF says that. Not only do they say that, they have this. If you are uh, listening via podcast platform or anything like that, I will be showing a couple of videos today. They are all fine if you just listen to the volume. But if you want to watch the videos or kind of see the things I'm holding up, go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. This is a woman podcast on YouTube. But here you can see there's the Gender Diverse Youth Sport Inclusivity Toolkit. So not only do they have the policy that says boys can be in girls sports and vice versa and same thing we want boys to have their protected spaces they have this whole 18 18 page 18 page toolkit about ways best practices ways to do this and all of that it's absolutely disturbing to read through you can find it on the cif page it's their gender ideology toolkit and so we're going to dive into this for a little bit because it is just extremely disturbing to read. Um, I guess to give some background myself, if you guys have been paying attention to the podcast and things like that, I was a college athlete. I played college soccer. But growing up in California, I spent four years of high school playing in CIF. And I was a varsity player for the soccer team all four years. I was captain of the team my sophomore year through my senior year. And I loved high school soccer. We might have not been the best team, but I got to play soccer with some girls that I literally played on my very first soccer team ever with when we were like four years old, five years old. I got to play with them again in high school because we were in the same community. I got to play with girls that I played with in club over the years. I got to play with my high school friends. And it was just a phenomenal experience. Again, we might have not won all the games, but being a captain as a sophomore through my senior year, it really taught me so much in life that I use today. Um, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. All the team dinners, the team sleepovers. We literally had team sleepovers to welcome girls to varsity. How are we supposed to do that nowadays if boys are on girls' sports teams? So CIF, their policy went into place in 2013. I myself was playing in the CIF sports 2014 to 2018. So again, we didn't really see this happening when I was in high school because we weren't being taught we can change our gender. This wasn't a social contagion of my time. Um, and I'm very blessed that I did not have to firsthand deal with this in high school, that I didn't lose out on athletic opportunities because Playing soccer brought me so much in life. It led to where I went to college, led to some of my best friends. It taught me so much, but brought me just great relationships. And I'm very grateful that I did not miss out on all those because of this issue. 
So this toolkit, I just want to read through a couple of the things that really stood out to me. Page 11. It says, how do we successfully onboard trans and non-binary athletes? And it says, enlist the assistance of your team captain to welcome the new teammate and to help them acclimate. This literally means that it is the girls' jobs to acclimate a male into their locker rooms, onto their sports teams, beyond disturbing. And it says enlist the senses of your team captain. So again, I was captain of the varsity team as a sophomore. That means I was 15 years old. There was plenty of 18-year-old women on the team because some seniors in high school are 18 years old. That means if there was an 18-year-old man, a man, he's 18 years old as a senior in high school, that chose that he wanted to be on the girls' soccer team at my high school when I was in school, it would have been the job of me, a 15-year-old girl, to make sure this man felt comfortable being naked next to us in the locker room, to make sure this man felt comfortable being on our sports team and welcomed into our team dinners and team sleepovers. That's what CIF would have wanted me to do. Instead of making sure my teammates felt safe and protected in the locker rooms, that there wasn't a man next to them, a fully intact male with exposing male genitalia changing next to us. Instead of making sure that my teammates each got to fight for a fair opportunity for that starting spot or for that time on the field, I would have to make sure that a man probably would have taken a starting spot from one of them and I would have had to comfort that man. CIF makes it very clear that they think it's the job of the girls to acclimate men into this and it's beyond crazy. One of the other things is they did talk about locker rooms. Which restroom and locker room should a trans or other gender student use? Hmm. Common sense. Girls' locker rooms are for girls. Boys' locker rooms are for boys. But nope. They say a student uses the facility that most closely aligns with their gender identity. Hmm. So, again, a boy, fully intact Male genitalia is now in the locker rooms changing with the girls. CIF says, yeah, that's how it should work. Beyond horrible, it's complete, It's already uncomfortable as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15, 16, 17, 18, however old you are when you're in high school and playing sports, it is already uncomfortable to change next to your teammates sometimes because, you know, girls are going through puberty. They're having their periods. Bodies are looking different. It can be a very uncomfortable situation. Oh, so now let's add boys into that mixture because that's common sense, right? Because that makes sense. So that's one of the other things CIF really pushes for. Another thing in their policy that stood out to me is they say, this policy encourages a culture in which student athletes can compete in a safe and supportive environment. Let's be real. There's nothing safe and supportive about males in girls' locker rooms and girls' sports teams. Girls are not safe and supportive as long as boys are taking their spots on the field. Girls are being injured and harmed because of this. Well, and then you might be saying, well, what if these boys never went through puberty? What if they stopped their puberty and never went through a male puberty? They went, they went on hormone blockers. They've been on estrogen, all that. Then maybe they're equivalent to the girls, right? Maybe 
maybe there's not that difference. So let's walk through this. Males have a narrower pelvis and less angled femur than females, which allows them to run and pedal faster than females. A female's lungs and heart are smaller than a male's, allowing males to take in and use oxygen at an aerobic capacity up to 25% greater than a female, which creates a larger advantage when it comes to stamina, as well as the fibers and male muscles are thicker and more densely packed, which increases a male's physical power over a female. And guess what? None of these advantages can be eliminated by cross-sex hormones. So it doesn't matter if they never fully went through a male puberty. They are males. We are biologically different. This is common sense, right? My younger brothers, when I was in college, when I was at the peak of my training, when I was at the peak of my speed and all of that for college soccer, I ran every day distance, short, short and fast, lifted weights, did all that. My little brothers went soccer practice twice a week. And then they sat and played video games. But because when COVID hit, I wanted someone to train with, they would come practice outside of me twice a week. I was running and sprinting and weightlifting seven days a week. I was in the best shape of my life. When we were doing fitness tests back in school, I was always in the top three. So I was in the top three of my team at the fitness level that year. My younger brothers, again, I was 21. They were 15. They were not working out. They were working out 2% of what I was. They were able to beat me on every fitness test there was. And they were stronger than me because males and females are simply different. It's common sense. So girls are being injured. Girls are having boys invade their spaces. This is truly happening. So that's why we went to host that press conference that I mentioned earlier. And I just want to show you guys a click quick little clip about when I talked about the locker rooms at the press conference. You can watch the entire six minute video of me speaking at the press conference on my YouTube channel. But let's go ahead and check that out. In this toolkit, CIF discusses the use of locker rooms for athletes, stating that a student uses the facility that most closely aligns with their gender identity. CIF does not care that this allows for boys with intact exposing male genitalia to strip naked next to girls. So that was a little clip of mine. There was wonderful speeches given by a lot of women outside, but then we got to go inside the CIF meeting during their public comment. So the way this works is the public comment is 30 minutes long. Each person gets two minutes each. So once that 30 minutes is up, it's up, except one person on the CIF governing board in the room just has to make a motion to extend the time. We hit the full 30 minutes. There was maybe three or four women that were left there that wanted to provide public comment. So 30 minutes goes up and they say, okay, your public comment's over. And I'm sitting there like, okay, we, us here, we actually studied up on this. We know how your meetings work. So we say, hey, no, only one of you, only one of you in this room of 50 adults has to make a motion to allow for us to continue public comment. And again, it wasn't three hours worth of people left. It was three or four people left. So we said, just one of you. They sat there in silence. We said, can one of you be brave enough? Not one person out of those 50 adults, CIF coaches, CIF athletic directors, CIF board, were willing to extend the time to continue on this conversation about the issue of their policy 
allowing boys and girls sports. And again, this wasn't just like, oh, raging right-wing people screaming at them. No, it was literally, like I said, across the board, leftists, right-winged people, conservatives, liberals, atheists, Christians, lesbians, straight people. It was completely across the board. So I do want to show you guys some of the public comment. I'm going to start um, with my public comment during their um, time. I'm only going to show you guys the last 10 seconds. It's super quick, but that's because they literally cut off the microphone. And so I wanted to get this last line in to them while speaking to them. So to be clear, Title IX doesn't say anything about gender identity. It prohibits discrimination only on the basis of sex. Your hands are not tied on this policy. And I trust you understand basic biology, that you know it's wrong to allow boys on the girls' sports teams. Maybe you're just too scared to stand up to this policy. Hear me out. Stand up to it. You were put in this position for such a time as this. Do not let fear stop you from protecting every CIF female athlete. As we know, the only thing necessary for the triumph of eagles for women to do nothing. So stop doing nothing and fix your policy. So that's how I ended. And I'll go ahead and read to you guys really quickly what I said at the end, just in case that was too fast for you all to understand. But I said, to be clear, Title IX doesn't say anything about gender identity. It prohibits discrimination only on the basis of sex. Your hands are not tied on this policy. I trust you understand basic biology and that you know it's wrong to allow boys on girls sports teams. Maybe you were just too scared to stand up to this policy. Hear me out. Stand up to it. You are put in a position for such a time as this and do not let fear stop you from protecting every CIF female athlete. As we know, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Stop doing nothing. Fix your policy. And you might think, well, they're stuck. They have to follow California state law. Okay, so let's dive into that. California state law, AB 1266, became law in 2013, went into effect in 2014. This was called the bathroom bill at the time. It was basically saying that people get to choose which bathroom they use, which locker room they use, sports team they play on based on their gender identity and not sex. So they're thinking, oh no, hands are tied. Nothing we can do about this. We're just following California state law. Wrong. We have Title IX. Title IX supersedes California state law. The issue with that is Title IX, CIF has basically interpreted incorrectly. Title IX is what gave us this protected female sports. It's really what set off female sports in 1972 when Title IX was written. And so that was kind of what I talked about in their public comment is that they have incorrectly understood Title IX. They have in their toolkit here, let me find it for you all. In their toolkit, they talk about federal and state law. And they say that Title IX applies to gender identity, which it does not. It applies to sex. It's on the basis of sex. What happened is they used Bostock v. Clayton County to say that it ties to gender identity, which this is not the case. Bostock v. Clayton County is not um, applicable to saying what Title IX is. They can't use it for that. And so I'm just gonna read you guys again real quick my full two minute public comment because I walk through about how this isn't correct. So I said to them, hello everyone. I'm Sophia Laurie and I was a four year CIF varsity athlete, three of those years being a team captain. 
Playing high school sports is an invaluable experience that is now diminishing for girls in the state of California due to your policies allowing for boys to play on girls' sports teams. Being a former CIF and collegiate athlete, it broke my heart to read the CIF policy, the policy that puts the feelings of boys before the safety of girls. And I'm grateful that I made it out without being harmed, but this is not the case for anymore for girls today. To help with the illogical policy, CIF created the Gender Toolkit. And I want to focus in on page four, federal and state law. The toolkit states CIF has determined that the best reading of Title IX's prohibition on discrimination on the basis of sex is that it includes discrimination on the basis of gender identity. This take is completely refutable. As your toolkit cites Bostock v. Clayton County, as to why CIF believes Title IX applies to gender identity, which is incorrect. Title IX actually requires the government to take sex, not gender identity, into account when allocating resources and providing opportunities for athletics. Alliance Defending Freedom, a law firm with 15 Supreme Court victories, thoroughly explains in a 33-page public comment as to why Title IX does not deal with gender identity and why Bostock v. Clayton County does not compel a different conclusion. So to be clear, Title IX doesn't say anything about gender identity. It prohibits discrimination only on the basis of sex. Your hands are not tied on this policy, which is true. Their hands are not tied, and they as adults are choosing to do nothing. So again, I wasn't the only one that gave public comment. There were some amazing people there. So let's kind of check it out. I wanted to show you guys one of my friends, um, public comment. And again, her and I have different political beliefs and all this, but we stand together on this issue. And I think that's so amazing that we're able to say this isn't a partisan issue. This is just common sense. So I'm going to go ahead and play her public comment for you all. Womenarereal.org. I'm a lesbian. I'm a Democrat. I'm a mother. I gained a California teaching credential. I studied uh, childhood development. So we all know what adolescents are, right? They're exploding brains, that's all they are. We can't let exploding brains dictate policy. Okay, girls deserve separate spaces in sports. That's what Title IX's intent is, and we can't change that, or we're gonna lose all of our female athletes. Nobody can change sex. Nobody needs to be excluded from sports. Boys play with boys. Boys need to accept boys that look a little different. That's what your toolkit should be about, not about telling girls to accept boys in their sacred spaces. I'm a, I'm a former scholarship athlete. Boys are going to start taking girls' scholarships. Eventually, all teams will be all boys because coaches want to win. Okay? Boys and men already have the power. you got to protect the girls. That's what Title IX is for. You have the power. Okay, we're here to tell you there's going to be blood on your hands. Girls are already getting injured by boys in their sports. Concussions. I'm afraid of the next injury could be a broken neck or a death. You all need to speak up and do something about this. We can't watch our kids get destroyed. We can't watch all the progress women have made be destroyed. These are our kids. This is our society. You have the power to do the right thing here. Please do it. So that was just great. She made a key point. 
will they stand up finally once a girl dies? Because that's what we're heading to. And I'm not being dramatic, not overstating things, but that is genuinely what we are heading to. The other clip I want for you guys to all hear is my friend Nick Wilson. Um, He is actually running for assembly in California for assembly district 53. And on behalf of myself as a personal stance, if I lived in Assembly District 53, I would be voting for him. So I don't live in that district, but if I did, on behalf of myself outside of my job and all of that, I would be voting for him if I lived in that district. So really powerful to watch him as a man and as a father stand up and make public comment. It's just completely powerful. So let's check that out. I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm in shock uh, at what's actually happened. What are we really doing? Your policies and these laws are not rooted in truth, science, reason, everything it is that we understand about reality. And the thing is, is that you guys are very smart people, and you know it. Our country is in decline. Our state is in decline. These policies and laws are hurting our children. And I ask for the fathers in this room to look at yourselves in the mirror and stand up and start displaying leadership. Otherwise, your legacy is going to be rooted in the biggest failure when your efforts matter the most. The truth is, is if you have children, ask yourself honestly, you're gonna be okay if you have children. No matter what sex they are, there's only two sexes. Let's just be honest. Play uh, with kids of the opposite sex, get hurt, change in a uh, female locker room with boys coming in. You're gonna be okay with that, really? Not one of you can look at me in the eye and say yes. Can we start being honest and do the right thing and show this state and show this country that you have the intestinal fortitude to stand up and push back because these false narratives have led to dangerous public policy and nothing is more important than our children. So to the parents and to the fathers, stand up. Gosh, that was so good and that's what we need to be seeing. There are some amazing women standing up from this, for this, from Riley Gaines to Bethany Hamilton to Macy Petty to different legislators, just amazing women standing up for this. But where are the dads? Where are the men? We get, we need you guys in this movement. Stand up and defend your daughters. We need you guys more than anything to help us and stand with us and stand up for us and protect us. So it was just great to hear from Nick and have him share that. And again, he's running in Assembly District 53. So definitely check that out if you're in that district. It's in Southern California. So we went there, shared public comment. And like I said earlier, got cut off. We said, hey, just one of you have to extend this. One of you. We need to have this conversation, right? Well, Let's see, do I have it here? All right, here it is. I'm gonna show you when the president finally goes, okay, is there any motion to continue this on? Let's go ahead and check out how that went. Okay, seeing no motion. Oh, 
A room full of adults leaving the girls to fight for themselves. Embarrassing. So again, if you were just tuning in, you weren't able to see, I, there was a video clip showing the room of 50 adults. And that was me at the end saying, a room full of adults leaving the girls to fight for themselves. Embarrassing. And that's what we're seeing happen. The girls are going to be injured. The girls are getting hurt. And these adults are doing nothing about it. So just know when it goes too far, when, like my friend said in her public comment, when that girl's neck is broken, when that first girl dies, because it's not dramatic. That's where we're heading. These adults chose to not hear from us, chose to not con to continue to hear from more ladies that were left to share, chose to not have a conversation about this. Okay. So let's make that clear. And you know what? Whatever state you live in, if you are not okay with this happening, go speak out about it. Go provide public comment. Make it known that these elected officials, that these board members, that all these people either are willing to stand up for girls or are shying away from it. Let's get it on record. Let's see who it is that has chosen to put girls in danger and not stand up for them. So... After that, ICONS, the Independent Council on Women's Sports, they were also there. They um, then sent a demand letter to CIF saying, hey, this is what we're demanding. So they said, ICONS demands the following of the governing body. One, repeal all policies and rules that allow male athletes to take roster spots on girls' teams and or compete in girls' events. Two, Enforce the right of female athletes to participate on single-sex teams, ensuring safety and fair competition as required by Title IX, which supersedes California state law. And three, require your members, your member schools to provide single-sex locker rooms for female athletes. Can you believe we are literally at a time in this nation, in this world, in this society, where we have to just say, can you make sure girls' sports are just for girls and girls locker rooms are just for girls. That's where we're genuinely at. And if you're listening, you might think, well, Sophia, you're being dramatic. This isn't even happening. First of all, it's happening up and down the nation, but I'm going to give you the seven examples we have that has happened in CIF in California. So not at the college level, not at the club level, not in junior high, just the high school level in California. We already have seven examples just from the past two years or since 2022. We have seven examples and I'm sure there's more because I get the texts, I get the phone calls, I get the DMs that say, my daughter just had to play with a boy. My daughter has a boy changing in their locker room. This is happening daily. And so let's walk through those seven examples. We have Tate Dragset from Buckley High School in California, volleyball player. He won... Again, he won CIF Division Five Girls Player of the Year in 2022 to 2023. Took away that title, took away that title from a girl. And then he verbally committed to a D1 full scholarship for a women's volleyball team at the University of Washington. I believe that um, commitment has been rescinded and he's not going there anymore after um, pushback. But a girl has now lost out on the opportunity to become player of the year in her sports. Now we have Lorelai Barrett. Again, Buckley High School, the same high school. This was track and field, cross country, and soccer. 
So ruining one sports team wasn't enough. He had to go and ruin three and the school allowed for it. He placed top three in the CIF Southern Section Division for the girls' 1,600-meter run as a freshman and a sophomore. Took away that top three spot from a girl. Took away that title from a girl. We have June Watterson, Davis Senior High School, skiing. This boy, um, he is in the CIF and the CNISSF, so it was California Nevada High School. Won the state champion. State champion took that title away from a girl, a girl that's probably trained her whole life for that, a girl that's hoping maybe to get a scholarship to get that next level of education in college. He took that from a girl. The next one, Athena Ryan, Sonoma Academy, track and field and cross country. In 2023, he placed sixth in the CIF North Coast section girls three miles, making him eligible to advance the state championships. A girl lost the opportunity to advance the state championships because of him. Do you know how important that is when you are trying to be recruited to play college sport, to run in college? To be able to reach out to a coach and say, hey, I made it into the state championships in CIF in my respective sport, in my respective um, track event. That holds a lot of weight to those coaches. And to have that ripped away by a boy, unbelievable. Henry Hanlon, San Francisco Waldorf, volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Again, another situation of ruining one sports team wasn't enough. Taking away a spot from a girl in one sports team wasn't enough. It's three. He was the girls team captain. Again, did I not talk about earlier about how much I learned from being a team captain? About how much that didn't just teach me as an athlete, but how much that applies to my current everyday job, how much that applies to who I am learning to lead, learning how to take care of those situations when you are a captain. He took that from a girl. He also routinely scores over one third of the girls team's points. And then in volleyball last fall, he led his team to a conference championship title. Unbelievable. Then we have Maddie Gottlieb. Miracosta High School Tennis. As a freshman at Chadwick School, he was awarded all Prep League first team honors in 2022. And in 2023, he helped Miracosta to a championship title at the Point Loma Tennis Invitational. Again, taking away that title that a girl can use while she's trying to get recruited. Taking away that title that a girl worked her entire life for because males are just biologically faster, stronger, more athletic than women are. It's common sense. And then we have Aaron Lester, Half Moon Bay High School volleyball player. He concussed a player on an opposing team, ending that girl's senior season and athletic career early. Those are just seven of the CIF examples we have. This is happening up and down the nation. I did a podcast with Peyton McNabb. It's one of the first podcasts. You can go check that out. She was a senior high school player um, not from California, but she was spiked by a male in the head while playing volleyball. And it's been over a year and she still has partial paralysis on the right side of her face. She has anxiety, depression, vision issues. She's been injured and maybe potentially for the rest of her life. We don't know if it's going to get better. And this is because a man was allowed to play against her. It's beyond disgusting. It's honestly heartbreaking. But so that is why we went to speak out. And again, CIF made it very clear that they don't care about our concerns. 
but we need to keep putting pressure on them. We need to keep making sure people know what's going on. And so that's what's going on with CIF. They have misconstrued Title IX. They have policies that allow boys and girls sports. They have an entire policy handbook that is explaining how to best get boys into girls sports and into girls locker rooms. It's beyond disgusting. Um, but again, this isn't just in California. This is happening up and down the nation. So look into whatever state you're living. If you want help, reach out to me via DM or email and I'll help you figure out how to find out what the policy is for the governing body of high school sports in your state. But for California, we do have hope on the fact that we have the Protect Kids initiative. So if you have not heard of that yet, go to protectkidsca.com. It's an initiative to undo state law, AB 1266, the law I mentioned earlier. And basically what it would do is it would once again protect girls' sports and spaces in schools. And so in order for that to get onto the November ballot this year, we have to get about 550,000 signatures, collect them. And we only have until May, the beginning of May to get that done. So the best way to participate in that is visit protectkidsca.com and you'll be able to download um, and sign the petition get your family to sign it, get your friends to sign it, and then send those in via mail. It has all the information on that website. But that's how we're going to start changing things because if we can undo this horrible state law, then we can tell CIF, not only have you misconstrued Title IX, you're also now, there's no state law saying that you have to follow this. And so check out protectkidsca.com. If you have questions on any of it, please um, we are most active on Instagram. DM me on this is at this is a woman podcast. Check it out there. There's ways to email and reach out. But that is what's happening at CIF. My heart breaks as a former CIF athlete. We need to make our voices heard and we need to stand against this and we will be able to make a difference. So stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys were all able to learn a little bit, but I will catch y'all in the next episode.